Good morning. Welcome to the Best Life Cafe. Your ticket to your best life with your host, author, Kathy Anello, and artist, Tim Escoma. Okay, here we are today. Hello, my friend. Hello, how are you this morning? <laughs> well, we've survived like the storm of 2024. Wow, well... We wow, definitely got right? luck. We got lucky in comparison to what's going on in like Los Angeles area and San Diego. They're getting wet up. I have family and friends, you know, obviously who live there, and they were just like, "Wow!" Like my brother has a pool in his backyard, and he said, "You know, there were times when the pool was just overflowing, like you couldn't really do anything about it, and just kind of coming down his driveway into the streets of L.A. and." Yeah, and my other friend lives at the beach, and she just said, well, she's a kind of like, I'm not even going near the beach right now. She's so petrified to, of the high waves and everything. And so, yeah, it was pretty crazy, and it was pretty crazy here and all over California. I guess if you live in California and you're listening to this, you, you, you know, if you know, you know. Like, that was really an intense, strong buckets and buckets of water at a time out of the sky. I don't get it. Like, I don't remember having rain for 48 straight hours like that. No. Uh, I'm, you know, delusional. <laughs> but. Well, you know, it's easy to forget, especially when you go through like, you know, five years of drought or whatever. You you just yeah, kind of forget fair. how how the rain is. Uh, I felt I felt like, you know, I live next to a creek and it never really got to where I was nervous about it. Um, where in years past, I've definitely been like, well, this is going to be it. It's going to breach. It's going <laughs> to flood. And it, it was always like, we'd have these lulls in the storm for just a little bit and it would allow the yeah. creek to drop, you know, several yeah. feet and then it, it would pour. So, uh, I mean, That's obviously what I'm saying. Like, it was more of a progressive rain rather than a dumping out of the sky within this major and, and all the way, you know, L.A. couldn't really handle it. And we are a little more versed up here in Northern California because we do historically get a lot of rain and even snow. And yesterday was damn cold enough to snow. Don't Ooh. anyone try to tell me different. I was like, OK, if rain was falling, it would be snow. There's well, no way. This is the crazy thing is it was 54 degrees yesterday and we're like, oh, it's cold. But here here's the other thing. It's been raining so much. We haven't had any any winter weather so it hasn't been below 32 degrees in our area and i don't think anyone's prepared for it because i've been running around in a hoodie you know i'm not i'm not and i wear my coat all day like i don't even take my coat off but so, that's so funny <laughs> yeah. so okay i wanted to just touch in really quick because somebody was talking to me about the podcast and they were saying like well what's your podcast about like i'm like okay so historically Back in maybe 2016, 17, uh, my girlfriend, Carrie, and I, who's my L.A. friend that I was just discussing, she and I used to have these hour and a half long conversations every day on the phone. And, you know, we just did. And so finally, my dream to have a podcast was like, OK, well, what if people were like eavesdropping on this conversation? What would they think? You know, and we were laughing about it. And I said, let's try it. So we had a couple of years of just like. You're just listening to us, you know, talk about different things and then enter you. And what really this podcast in my mind, and I would love to hear your take on this, is two people sitting in a coffee shop, having a conversation and everybody around you is listening. <laughs> yeah, well. 
and you don't realize that anybody else is listening because it's just you and me right now in the room talking. So, well, hey, it's, you know, if you have a voyeurism issue uh, or you like that kind of shit, then this podcast is for you. <laughs> yeah, I would say that uh, in a nutshell, this podcast is about uh, it's 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 for us, but it's for everyone. Right. And it is to help us remember how to really, you know, focus on the good, stay present, live in the moment, don't don't take anything personal, you know, like we're, we're, we're really trying to cultivate in our own lives, how to live our best lives. And sometimes it's easy in theory to listen to something and be like, Oh yeah, that's what I have to do, but it's another to do it. And I think that by the constant remembrance of this, this, this subject matter that we, we dive into week after week, it's for it's for us to be like oh yeah if i talk about it enough it's going to get into my subconscious and not only is it going to get into my subconscious but it's going to just essentially flow out of me in every aspect of my life and um so you know repetition obviously of some of the same subjects but we get a little deeper in the subjects as we go along which hopefully the audience is also feeling that but um so aside from it being just Tim and Kathy talking about nonsense sometimes in our lives. <laughs> uh, it's I really feel like it's we want to leave this pla- this world a better place. And if if there is some tidbit of information that helps us progress in life, then we want to share it with all of you wonderful, wonderful listeners out there. Thank you so much for that. That's going where I couldn't go because I was stuck in the backstory. But but what I think is interesting is that uh, anytime I personally listen to a podcast or an audiobook or something that is you know auditory, uh, all of a sudden somebody will say something and I'll be like, oh my god, like that sentence, you know, or or that's it. She just nailed it. Or oh my god, I'm so happy I heard this today because now I can make this choice and. And so I really think that in a totality, sometimes there might not be things you like to listen to, but listening to podcasts or books really just give you a different um, perspective because you're hearing it rather than reading it. Don't get me wrong. I love to read, but I just thought it was an interesting thing. And back to the subconscious, you know, like I, I do a lot of work on subconscious in one of my groups that I'm on. And I had the hardest time wrapping my head around what my subconscious impressions and how they were affecting my life today and what a subconscious impression is it's just every single thing that happened to you when you were younger and unable to understand what that really was how somebody treated you what you witnessed in the world where you were you know it's at four five six and seven you know and so those things stay with you you don't really realize that but then something in your adult life happens and it's a, your reaction or response as a result of your subconscious impression. Or it could also mean repeating the same life every year and not making any choices or changes outside of it because it feels more comfortable to be in a pattern of comfortability than to step out into the world and make change. I would agree. I think that when I like to think about the subconscious, I think of it as like a computer program. And so when we're young, we're taking in lines of code and those lines of codes are watching our parents behave, watching our friends behave, 
and <clears throat> taking in little bits of information. And it's just writing this code in our head, which will at different points in time help us because it's our autopilot program. Right. But how many times subconsciously have you, you know, said something like, I'm not good enough. I'm, uh, you know, I don't deserve love. Uh, I'm afraid of success uh, because, you know, people that are successful are, uh, people are mean to them. Um, you know, like all these little things. I don't like money because it's evil. And we put these programs <laughs> in our heads and we just like let it play and let it play. You know, um, I, I love listening to like Bruce Lipton and uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza. I actually spend Isaac. a lot of time listening to Joe Dispenza podcast. And he he talks about obviously kind of what I talked about earlier about our show is that it's one thing to hear something and, and have it resonate with you. It's another to be able to recite it. And he talks about like bringing people to his conferences and stuff like that. And they have to explain what they're learning to the, pe the person next to them. Because unless you're able to physically explain right. and feel that change, you're not actually, you don't understand it. And if you don't understand it, you don't get how it works. And, um, you know, when it comes to the subconscious, I think uh, obviously it's a, pre-programmed thing that we have created it's not it's not something outside of us it's something that we it's have done and so the first thing to do to change the subconscious is become aware of the programs that you have installed in the computer and what have we installed kathy <laughs> you know i mean i think we all have different answers but but theoretically 95 percent is of our actions are governed by the subconscious okay so that's just a, a statistic theory that i've read i want to say it was joseph campbell but i can't really recall and so how do you take that five percent and start making you know because so five percent is conscious thought 95 percent is unconscious thought how do you bridge the gap between conscious and thought you have to get to know yourself right so you have to take that five percent to really say I am good enough. I am worthy. I do feel good today. This does feel right. This does feel wrong. And what happens is, at, like you said, as you start to do that, you start to bridge the, the conscious and start to hopefully overpower some of the subconscious. You're always going to have subconscious actions. It's just in our wiring. But to change that and make conscious decisions you know, you have to create new subconscious impressions and you can only do that with new decisions and new choices and really getting to know what that is. You know, again, I was in a class the other night and someone said, you know, what is it that you really want? Are you doing what you really want? And I was just like, Fuck, I don't even know what I want. Like, do I know what I really want? Because I think I want this and I think I want this and I think I want this, but I'm not progressing because my subconscious is not allowing to me because it's so comfortable to stay where I am. And to change that, I would have to carve time to do this and carve time to do that and carve time to do this. So it's easier for me to just go kind of go on autopilot and move through life. And, and that's I was, it. Right. And I was just sitting there, fuck. <laughs> How do I stay uh, true to myself? 
myself, how do I get to know what's really true for me? You know, so, if I'm so, sitting on autopilot all day. So then here's another question. Are you really comfortable in your autopilot? Because if the discomfort of autopilot causes you to change one aspect of your reality, right? Because as Joe Dispenza says, he always says this, so I can almost recite it verbatim, uh, neurons that uh, wire together, fire together. And he's talking about the programs that we have, we have created, right? And we all love stories. We love to tell stories. But the stories that we've been telling ourselves throughout, throughout all these years, you know, they might not be relevant anymore in our programming because we want something more. We want something bigger. Uh, and it requires learning, A, because the only way to rewire the brain is to learn more. And it's not necessarily about how the brain works. It's about what it, what you want to focus on. Like if I want to learn to play the piano, I can say, oh, I want to learn. I want to learn. But if I never touch the piano, I'm not actually physically learning. So I'm not going to rewire my brain. I'm not going to have new philosophies or new thoughts based upon it. And so I have to get the shovel out and start to dig. This is so big because what's coming to mind is like, the only way to rewire is to, to change, is to take the piano lesson. And it's more comfortable to have the hope of being a pianist. Like, you know, oh, I want to play the piano. I want to play the piano. I'm going to play the piano. Oh, I'm going to take piano lessons. I'm going to take piano lessons. Oh, I'm going to watch a YouTube while playing piano. But you never really sit down and play the piano. But the comfort is in the want of doing these things, right? And that's kind of a subconscious impression. You're in this pattern of wanting something, wanting a different life. But you have to, to so to change, I think the key is starting with the little changes. Yeah. Oh, I want to go to the gym. Oh, I want to go to the gym. Oh, I want to go to the gym. Get the fuck up and go to the gym. Make your <laughs> go three fucking days a week and start to change that pattern. And I think if we take the littlest things, our eating habits, our sleeping habits, our make the little changes in our life tiny, that is what can help lead to the big change. Because my MO in change, as much as I hate to admit this, has always been change. Like, I will ride that horse to the bitter fucking end, and then I will be like, we're done here. I can't do this anymore. And that isn't the way to be because then I've had so many abrupt up upheavals in my life that like I look back and I think that's why I always crave security because I'm one I'm 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 more of a runner, you know, like when things get shitty or fucked up, I'm just like, I'm out, that's it, I'm done. And yeah. I don't want to be my truth anymore, like career wise or anything. Like I want to methodically come into my life now with conscious choices to create the life that I want. Well, I think that the biggest way to change the running aspect is to realize, become aware that it's transpiring. It's actually physically happening at that very moment and make a conscious decision, like you said, being conscious of it, to do something different because that yeah. that subconscious programming is like a protection mechanism that we have used throughout the course of our lives to get where we are. But when is the subconscious no longer aiding in our, our development? And when does it start to hinder our development? Because it, I, I would say more often than not, the subconscious is just 
it's like keeping us at gunpoint almost but right. it's it's a gun that we created for ourselves and we're the ones holding the gun but we need to realize we're the ones holding the gun and we have the control over it and it's just really hard to break that cycle of uh thought because these programs run all the time every single day every minute of your life and it's just something that we have developed Wait, they're still running. Yeah, I mean, they're come in on. sleep mode, but they are still running. That's how that's how we dream. You know, that's how our dream is. Dreaming is sort of our deep subconscious, and that's always funny for me to think about because it's like, well, why did I dream that? You know, like why? You know, if you've ever done any dream interpretation, uh, there are answers in dream interpretation. And the best book I will just say is by Betty Bethards. You can hardly ever get it. She's She's a, an incredible psychic from back in the eighties. And she wrote a book called the dream book. And if you can get it, I highly recommend it. It's just not really much in print anymore, but it breaks down every single thing you dream about and what that could possibly mean to your subconscious. So like, I think about operating in the subconscious and changing that 5% means you really have to be in relationship with yourself. Yes. You have to be able to say, Again, what is it I really want? If I say I want to live on a beach in LA, but I never go down, look at apartments, figure out the funding, get the down payment together and do all those things, then I'm just saying I want to live in LA and it has no fucking meaning on my life at all. Right. Like, you know, you know who uh, Simon Sinek is? He, no. he wrote a he wrote a book that says start with why. Mm -hmm. and, and I just I, I think wow I love that I know right just even the title alone is like you've read the book like what why do I want to move down to Los Angeles and live on a beach why mm -hmm. and, and if we can develop the why we will understand the rest of our I ideology that is pertaining to going to live on the beach down in Los Angeles and so why, Kathy, do you want to live on a beach in Los Angeles? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's so cute because like there's a lot of whys, but but one of my whys is really just my, I know myself enough to know that when I am near the beach in Southern California at any time, my spirit is happier. Okay. And so like if you, you know, like, I love you, Kaya, and I love Blue Lakes, and I love all of that, and I'm never going to leave that part of my life. But when I go there, I always have this vision of, like, I'm going to live here someday, and I'm going to be here. Like, my soul and spirit kind of have always known, that. and this has been going on for 10 or 15 years. Like, anyone in my family will say, it's been on every vision board list. It's been on every, you know, that there is some piece of me that has something to do there. I don't actually know what that is. So, so there's a wonder about it. And there's a, should I just try it for a year and see how that feels for me? And that's how I would, but, and then, but then I'm stuck in the, in the, what happens and I, I leave the kids alone or the grandkids alone, or do I keep two houses up here? And then all these little things come to mind that I say, Oh, I don't know if I can do that. It's true. So it's funny because that's your subconscious, right? Like not not that, wanting to leave that security, as well as to not be there for the people that you've always been there for. And and making bold moves is not an easy thing. Yes, but 
I will say this, that if you don't make any moves, what have you done? And maybe you're comfortable staying the same. And I'm not telling anybody. No, it's a bad thing. But if you have this urging inside for something more, or you have a dissatisfaction with the day to day, but you don't do one thing to change it, then just stay in your day to day and and quit talking about it. Note to self. Like that's (laughs) prime example of this podcast, me talking to me. Don't say it because I think we also get tired of telling ourselves we're going to do something and not doing it. Like, like it's almost like an internal battle with yourself. Like you said you were going to go to the gym three times this week. You didn't go to the gym three times this week. Oh yeah. You're a piece of shit. You didn't go to the gym. How are you ever going to get that body? If you sit on your fucking couch and watch Netflix, like, and you're having these internal, I don't know if anybody else has done this, but if you're having these internal dialogues with yourself about letting yourself down from a choice that you wanted to make to better your life, it's a little bit of shame. There's a little bit of shit, you know, and like, no, like, I want to be a little more black and white in my life, like making conscious choices for what I want to do, even if they're small. For instance, I will just share this little tidbit. Like, you know that I'm about to record an audiobook and I want to get it right. And so what I've been doing, and nobody even knows this, this is first time hearing it. Mm-hmm. I have gotten up and read out loud a chapter of my book. And in trying to keep, and you know, in practicing keeping my voice monotone and keeping it where I want to accentuate and reading the whole book chapter, and you know, they're not long chapters. So they're like seven or eight minutes, you know, it's not a big, huge project. Like I, once I started doing that, I was like, this is really not going to be the hugest project if I know the material, you know? So, so just taking that little step for me was huge this week because I'm like, this is what I need to do to get to be able to sit down for 10 hours or, you know, three, five hour shifts of recording the book and not making the mistakes. And so, so that's how you do it. You've got that tiny little thing. Like I could wish for three years that I had this book in audio every, Oh, if I had this book, on, who knows how much it's up? I could promote it on TikTok. Who knows how much it was up? Blah, 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 blah. No action. If you don't have the the product, you can't make the the money, right? Like you can talk about it all that you want, but I think that 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 everyone has that thing. We all have great ideas, and sometimes we don't act on them. Like, oh, I'm going to start a t-shirt company. I'm going to do this. I right. want to become a photographer. I want to blah blah blah. I talk Still about my merch like- store every day, and it's not a merch store yet. Like I have my templates, I have my shirts. They're all sitting in awkwardstyles.com, getting ready to go to a merch store that I, for almost seven months, said that I had, but I don't really because I haven't promoted it. It's not there. I haven't got my Shopify. I haven't done all the steps to make it happen. And why? You know, why do we do that? Why do we start something and not finish it? Mm-hmm. That's I another have- wonder question. You know. I think there's a lot of different reasons that there are a lot of different reasons or a lot of different excuses. I'm not sure what I want to say here, but uh, I'm, I'm too busy. I don't Mm -hmm. have the money. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I have to take care of my family. I have to go to work. I have to do these things, but remember the person that practices one hour a day will be better than 90% of the people in a year. Right. So, all it takes is I know that, you know, it can be daunting to to start a website. It can be daunting to figure out how email campaigns work. It can be daunting. 
but if you don't sit down and start, you don't know what, what you're getting into, or you don't know like what, how easy it could be either, you know? And, you know, there's a lot of really great things out there. Like Kathy, just talking to you right now, uh, if you really wanted to start a, a store, you know, there's like companies like Fiverr where you can hire someone to set it all up for you and fairly inexpensively, let's say two fifty. Wow, I didn't even know that. And it would help you like move to the next part because if something is a stumbling block for us and especially when it comes to like starting a new business or something like that, there's lots of things out there. There's lots of resources out there for us to overcome that one little thing. And if we're, if we're creating something and we've got all these designs and things like that and ideas, sometimes we just need a little bit of assistance from someone else that knows how to do it because me and you could sit and watch YouTube videos. But a lot of times what happens is we don't actually have the right question that we want to ask. And so I have to watch one YouTube video to figure out the question that I'm actually looking for. And that that's an hour. Oh, now I figured out my question. And now everything is like way quicker because I know exactly what I'm looking for. And, uh, you know, I guess the, the longest journey ever is from is, is that first step. And That's what I was thinking is the first step. So, so if you, so I was driving. So after, you know, yes, the other day I was driving and I was thinking about if I wanted to really incorporate, you know, the audio training and uh, exercise into my life with my meditation, this is just Kathy alone by herself doing these, these, um, this, this, this life, I need an hour and a half for me. And so then it became, then that conversation with Kathy came, where do you have an hour and a half to do this? And then the conversation came, yeah, but going to the gym, it's so cold in the morning, you know, oh, go, getting up at 5.30 and getting to Rhea's yoga at six is so cold. And I'm a puss, so we all know that. And then, um, so it's like, then I just go, okay, an hour and a half a day. So maybe that's 45 and 45. Maybe that's 45 in the morning at home. And maybe before I come home, I go straight to the gym, spend those 45 minutes, whatever I'm doing to change my pattern and start making strides for what I really want. So I'm just saying, if you can look at your day and take your dream and then figure out where can I put that time in my 15 hours that I got with all the different things I do in those 15 hours and take that one hour and a half that is you, your dream, your time, your desire, your learning, your space, your soul, your whatever you need to think about. That's what I need a day to myself. Totally. And I, and I got that answer and I was like, okay, 45 minutes in the morning, 45 minutes after work. And that's great. I, yeah. I look forward to seeing the 45 minutes in the morning and 45 minutes in the evening, Kathy. <laughs> I'm telling uh, you, hold me to it, girl. You know, I just even talking about that is a lot of times my excuse is I'm tired. I'm tired. I've been thinking all day on how to problem solve or shoot this thing or whatever the case may be. And when I get home, I don't want to sit in front of a computer and pick up that pencil and learn anything else. But I think that the obviously the only thing that holds us back from anything is ourselves. There's nothing else in the universe that 
is holding us back. It's us. And right. Like if you believe in yourself, you believe in possibility and possibility, anything's possible. But the first thing you got to do is you got to do something. So on that note, <laughs> Kathy. Well, I, I want to add one more thing to it and we're closing, but um, so this is the key to change in your subconscious. You make the subconscious conscious. So I react in a pitiful way to someone. I, I'm triggered. I go back to seven-year-old Kathy who's like, you know, getting yelled at by a person. So then I can go, oh, this actually isn't his today. This is my seven-year-old person. Now I know that this is what triggers me. So now that's conscious in my mind. And I can be done with it because I know it has nothing to do with this person in my life today. It's bad. So you make the subconscious conscious by recognizing why you're reacting or responding or acting in a way or living a pattern of the day-to-day -day that doesn't support your dreams. You just get the thought and go, yeah, that's what this is, and then move past it. So I just wanted to kind of circle back on how to make the subconscious conscious. It's such a heavy-duty, nerdy subject, you guys. I get it. It might even be boring, but the truth is everything is in the subconscious. It really yeah. is. It, and it's like you've got to get there and go, fuck, that's why I'm acting this way. That's why I'm responding this way. That's what this is. And subconscious impressions can, can happen you know, well into your whole life in certain areas, if something happens that you suppress, you know, a traumatic experience you suppress or. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, I, I think about the, you know, when you watch a friend behaving in a certain way and you know, their parents and you're like, Oh, you yeah. remind me of your dad. The only uh -huh. person that cannot see it is your friend, the yeah. person that is being the dad. And the re the reason they're being the dad is because they've subconsciously been programmed from childhood till adulthood yeah. to act, behave and act as if it, it, you know, so uh, it's just, it's a Our very interesting subject. Conscious impressions for sure. Generation or we rebelled against them and we're like, no, we're not going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And so we act the opposite. Oh my God, this subject. Ah, I know. Right, it, well, it's a rabbit hole for sure, but it's a good rabbit hole. Boring. And you know, I was just wanted to say that uh, if you think this stuff is boring, maybe you're boring. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so I just also like, I have so much to say and I know we got to close because we both have to go to work. But I want to say that by the time this podcast comes out, the Super Bowl will be over. And I don't know who's going to win, but go Niners. How exciting this weekend is going to be. And we may, you know, be wishing you a happy Valentine's Day at the end of this because oh, I don't yes. think we're going to have a Valentine's Day show, but we may talk about Valentine's Day on the next show. Absolutely. That's a great topic. And you know what? Nothing like getting it after the fact so you guys after can... The fact. Let's just see how the world responds. Like the world responds to Valentine's Day this year. Yeah, right. <laughs> so well, you guys... Happy Super Bowl Sunday, which is just as good as Christmas and if you're a football fan, and especially if you're a Northern California football fan, because this is epic, and I'm super excited for the whole weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you guys sending a lot of love out there to everybody. Much love, many blessings. Kathy, thank you for your time today. All right. We'll talk to you later. All right. Peace.